Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. All right, in one hour, we'll catch up with a scheduled news conference out of Orange County concerning that big fire in Laguna Niguel called the Coastal Fire, which destroyed at least 20 homes. There'll be an update from fire officials there. Listen for that on KFI in about an hour. They don't always start on time, but we'll pick it up whenever it does start. Right now, we're going to talk again to a frequent guest on our show over the years. He works hard for his clients, Brian Claypool, the attorney. Los Angeles County has agreed to pay $32 million in a lawsuit settlement with family members of a 10-year-old boy by the name of Anthony Avalos, who died after being murdered and tortured and eventually died uh, uh, at the hands of his uh, mother and her live-in boyfriend. This was uh, June of 2018. And of course, the L.A. County Department of Child and Family Services was involved in uh, trying to do something of a, to save the boy, and clearly that did not happen. And uh, there's also a nonprofit out of Pasadena was involved called Hathaway Sycamore, but that case is not a part of this settlement. So let's bring on uh, Brian and talk about all this. Brian, how are you? Welcome. Yeah, good, good. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. So people should know on the criminal side of this, Heather Barron and her boyfriend, Kareem Leva, uh, they've been hit with murder charges and others, other charges. But uh, Gascon announced it would no longer, his uh, office would no longer seek the death penalty against the two of them. So their sentence could be life in prison at most. But civilly now, it's a, it's a done deal. Uh, talk, talk, about, talk about the negotiations here. With, with, yeah. with the, you do this with the city attorney? Carol. Yeah, so so County just to be, just to make it yeah just to make it clear for your your listeners, it's a tentative settlement, which means it has to be approved by the the board of supervisors. There's a couple of channels. First, it goes through what's called uh, county council. So there are lawyers who employ who are employed by the county, not not outside lawyers, but inside county council. 
they approve it. They've got to put it through another channel. Then it gets all the way back up to the board of supervisors. But we were given we were we were given a representation at, at, at a fifth mediation. This case went back three and a half years ago. We've been fighting for over three and a half years. It took five mediations and a week before trial, no less than a week before trial, May 4th, which would have been Anthony Avalos's 14th birthday. We had, we had, we reached a tentative settlement uh, with the County for $32 million. Sounds like a lot of money to your listeners, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you guys, if we go to trial on this case, uh, and, and we put forth the evidence we had. We had an expert witness who would have testified that social workers within L.A. County DCFS, DCFS violated what's called mandatory rules they're supposed to follow over 90 times over the span of three years. 90, 90 times. times? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Give, yeah an so idea, order, give an idea what kind yeah, of so rules they violated, uh, the ones yeah, that they it, violated just, most often. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, great question. Just so your listeners know, it's a co- complex area of law. You can't just sue the county DCFS and social workers for negligence. It can't be, oh, they were negligent. You have to, you have to pursue a claim called breach of mandatory duty. And, and the mandatory duties are spelled out either in the DCFS guidelines or what's called the California Welfare and Institutions Code. So we had to dig through all their guidelines and all the welfare institutions code, the California law, and then pinpoint each time they violated. The most frequent violations are on how they investigate these calls. Remember, there were 13 different calls and 13 different visits. And what they frequently did wrong is they go to the home and they talk to the mom. You've mentioned Heather Barron, right? Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't separate Anthony. They would not separate Anthony from Heather and the other kids, and we represented three other kids in the home, and talked to them separately. They were not doing what's called child risk assessments. They, instead, what they were doing was they were just talking to mom and deferring to the mom, and that's a violation of the, of the mandatory rules. Now, th- these employees, d- d- do you go to college to get a degree for this kind of work, this kind of social Yeah, work? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, right. they, so, they, yeah, exactly. So they're trained. Right. They're trained at college. Obviously, they have training programs. How could they miss? It, it seemed. It seemed like this was yeah. almost. They were actively trying to kill the kid when you commit ninety violations exactly, with dude. all your education and training and just common sense, just basic humanity. Uh, how? How did? Yeah. They, how did this happen? I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Because you, you 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 can't teach compassion, right? I mean. You know, it's like an athlete. If an athlete's, you know, super talented in a certain area, you can't really teach certain, like, the, the intangibles. And and I think, unfortunately, in L.A. County, I've been on so many times with you, I think you have so, – I think you've got social workers that are heartless. I mean, in this case, I'll give you guys an example. It was so bad for the county that we had reports where social workers would, would actually observe the abuse, right? So this wasn't like a he said, she said, oh, there was a report. Let's see if she's telling the mom's telling the truth or not. Right. The, the social workers would actually see Heather grab a kid by the hair and, and, and toss him across the room. Right. That clearly, clearly, if you have a brain in your head and a, and, and, and a, and a, a soul in your heart, you would you would remove that child. Right. You, this is just turning a blind eye to 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 flagrant abuse. They, they witnessed on occasion abuse of these kids and still did nothing. And that's the crux of the lawsuit. 
Our lawsuit was, had you followed the proper protocol and these rules, you would have removed Anthony and three other kids. We wrapped three other kids in the case. You would have removed all four of these kids in 2015. Anthony would be alive, and the three other kids would not have been abused and tortured. I Because I, I bet you most people, they hear about social workers, and they think, well, these must be good, gentle souls going in the worst situations and – you know, they all have all the best of intentions. But the picture that's painted with this particular case is that th- these people are, are, like you said, cold and heartless, and they have a soul of stone. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, well, what they, yeah. Yeah, and what they do, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No. What, what they do, let me just explain to your listeners. There's this policy that's been in place forever in DCFS, and we're trying to break the mold. And that's why, you know, people will say, oh, it's a lot of money. Why are we paying all that money? Sometimes money brings change, right? We, we've got to bring change through litigation, search for the truth, and take, take a chunk out of the county's pocketbook to make change. But here's the problem. They have what's called this reunification with the, with the family policy. It's garbage. It's flat-out garbage. Why? Because children can't pick their parents. Children cannot pick the home they live in. And unfortunately, DCFS, parenting is a privilege. It's not a right. And what they do is, and this is what happened with Anthony, and it happened with Noah Quattro, right? Same thing. What yeah. they do is they see this abuse, they get all these reports of abuse, and, and they do everything in their power to what's called reunify the child with the parent, right? They think that's going to fix everything. When I got so many emails after this case was settled tentatively, and families were like, oh, my God, I'd love to be a foster parent. I'd love to take in these kids. There are families out there who will take in these abused and tortured kids. We've got to stop this pattern of reunification. What? If you're a bad parent, taking a 30-day course is not going to make you a good parent. But after you have several kids die in recent years, well, why would they cling, cling to this insanity? It just clearly doesn't work. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm telling you. And just so your listeners know, it dates back to Gabriel Fernandez in May of 2013. Then we had a hundred page. Remember, remember, I was on a couple years ago. We had a hundred page, independent commissioned report com- coming out of all the failures at LA County DCFS. And guess what? In June of t- 2018, Anthony Avalos dies, very similar to 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 Gabriel. So what what's changing? Not much is changing. That's why these cases are, are so so important. And 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 I'm telling you, just so everybody knows, there were three other kids in that home as well. And they, and they were tortured. They were forced to do what's called a captain's chair. They're back to the wall. They would squat down, put their arms straight out, and they put weights on their arms, books and heavy weights, and make them squat for 30 minutes like that. They made them kneel on rice. I looked at Anthony's autopsy photos. His knees and feet were red and purple and bruised. And just so everybody knows how bad this was, Anthony laid on that floor for almost a day. We found out through the medical examiner evidence he laid on the four guys for almost a day. And can you believe that Heather and Kareem told the other kids that he's napping? So the trauma, that's why we were able to get such a big settlement, because if we go to a jury trial, we're going to tell a jury, can you imagine if you were a child and you're walking over a dead brother and you think oh, your God. brother's still alive? I mean, it's, it's, earth, it's earth shattering, I'm telling you. All right, uh, Brian, we uh, always appreciate talking to you and you always hear your passion for your clients. Thanks for coming yeah. on again. You bet. Thank you for having me and following this. It's so important. Yep. It's Brian Claypool about the tentative $32 million settlement that the county of Los Angeles
Yes, John and I and Deborah Mark are all county taxpayers. Uh, have agreed because child services failed another boy. This was Anthony Avalos, who died at the hands of his mother and her live-in boyfriend in 2018. And their trial is still to come. Hopefully they'll get, oh, no, is it a Gascon case? Mm. Yeah, well, I they'll mean, that's, what? that's why they're Probation? not getting the death penalty. They'll get more parenting classes? Yeah, he already downgraded it to life uh, without parole. But, you know, that's fake now. Yeah. All right. Again, KFI will bring you that news conference uh, around five o'clock out of Orange County. An update on that fire that hit those homes in Laguna Niguel, destroying at least 20 very high end, expensive, some three to four million dollar homes. You'll see what's going on in that story coming up sometime in the five o'clock hour. Uh, back to the homeless. I don't know. Usually I think it comes in June. We're going to get the latest homeless count for L.A. County. The Orange County homeless count came out earlier this week, and they're saying it's down 20% from the 2019 count. The L.A. City Council has agreed to spend another $3 billion. Uh, This is that lawsuit, that federal lawsuit, the L.A. Alliance for Human Rights. It's been going on for years, and this was a tentative settlement that the city had reached with uh, this alliance. Uh, The county's not included in this. They both got sued. So according to this, the city will spend $3 billion over the next five years to develop as many as 16,000 beds or housing units for the homeless, which we've we've read this for years. It looks great on paper, doesn't it? You just read the words, oh, that's it, magic, 16,000 beds will appear, and then it's all done. Well, it's it's not hard to buy beds. And and there's plenty of land and there's plenty of empty buildings in, in the city. Why is this so complicated? Well, we yeah, know. but what do we is know it... now? What do we know now? A lot of the homeless will not go into congregate living. They will not go into yeah. a shelter with a bed. They don't want that. Well, yes. So there has to be a second part to this, and we all know what it is. You're You're given the choice of the bed or get out. Off the sidewalk, out of the park, off the road. It's got to be that. It's what they do in New York. The New York has plenty of homeless people, but most of them are indoors, especially at night, because the law there is, okay, we've made lots of bed space, got to go in now. You cannot camp on the streets, and there's a lot less public homelessness in the streets in New York compared to L.A., and this has been the fight, is forcing them to go indoors or forcing them to get out of the city and go someplace, where, some city where they'll put up with it. I, I, we've said this a hundred times. I'm going to keep saying it. There's plenty of towns in L.A. County that are embedded inside the city of Los Angeles, like Beverly Hills or Culver City, or they border the, the city of L.A., and they don't have this. They just don't. Because in their jurisdiction, you can't sleep in the streets in public. No way, ever. Not in the park, not in the sidewalk, not in the road. No. So that has to be part two. Now, the city, according to this, is only going to be responsible for people with serious mental illness, substance use issues, or chronic physical illnesses. Uh, To me, that's a lot of the homeless when you mental issues and substance use issues. (laughs) You know what? That's a lot of the chronic outdoor people. Uh, But I I don't know who's responsible for it. See, what I'm afraid of is what always happens. This $3 billion is given to the middlemen, and here comes the homeless industrial complex spending the money where they pay little outreach workers to go out there and say, would you like to come in and get some milk? No. Okay. 
and they no, do that. It, it's got to be. Day. It's got to be forced. You got. You got to force them to take the treatment. Force them indoors, or they have to be forced to get out of town. You know, I read today a very long interview with a uh, a, a mental health expert. I mean, this guy's been studying mental disorders for over fifty years, yeah. and he's one of the elite in the field. And it was actually a very depressing story. And he said, he said the future is bleak for mental health treatment. He says the industry really hasn't figured things out. Nobody knows what to do. Drugs sort of work on, on some people, but often they cause more problems. And um, he goes, it's still a big mystery as to why people are mentally ill, how much of it is childhood trauma, how much of it they're born with, you know, all the different variations. He goes, the psychiatry field is a disaster. It really is. <laughs> it, it's probably, he says, it's probably the least respected profession in this country, and with good reason. Uh, that, that all this help doesn't do anything because they don't know what to do. Because mental illness is its own strange beast. Yeah. And it, and it's extremely difficult on families, which is why they end up in the streets, because it's overwhelming. And, and, and there isn't a lot of empathy from the outside world. Most people are too spooked. When they see mental illness, it scares them, makes them uncomfortable. They don't really want to hear about it. They don't want to hear about, you know, your, your, your kid's mental health problems, right? It's like no way to make a friend is start talking about your family's mental health issues. People just don't understand it, and they don't want to understand it. And they just want somebody to make, you know, all the craziness go away. And, you know, it's funny because he didn't do any rah-rah. He didn't endorse any particular approach. He basically said, look, none of it works, and I don't know when anybody's going to figure out what to do. So, Oh, well, that's not promising. So that's why you just have to kick him out and let him, let him go somewhere else. All right, when we come back, it's expected to be a long meeting at the California Coastal Commission. What are they talking about? Well, a lot of people like the idea of desalination plants. There's one that could go up in Huntington Beach, and Newsom supports it. A lot of environmentalists do not. We'll talk about it coming up next. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. There's a news conference scheduled at 5 o'clock down in Orange County to update you on the fire that burned through Laguna Niguel yesterday. The coastal fire took out at least 20 homes, uh, high-end high -end homes with beautiful views. We'll see what's new, and we'll carry that news conference as long as it makes sense coming up after 5 o'clock. And what's expected to be an all-day meeting of the California Coastal Commission? Seriously, it could go 12 hours before they vote. The vote is about something that has been on the drawing board for decades, a desalination plant in Huntington Beach. And it's not desalinization. I hear people pronounce it that way. It's just desalination. There's no Z in there. I'll make a note of that. Okay. It takes ocean water, removes salt and other elements to make it drinkable. It's I guess you probably figure that out. Very common around the world. Very effective. And since everybody's screaming, we're running out of water. Uh, there, there should be no debate on this. And, and Governor Newsom favors the idea. So John Cobelt and Gavin Newsom agree. 
Well, Michael Schellenberger, who's running against uh, Gavin Newsom, and you should vote for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, he is our voter guide pick for he, governor, by the way. He talked yesterday about two different kinds of environmental groups. One, one set of environmental groups push for uh, policies that include human beings. And then the other environmental groups wish all human beings would die. Well, that's pretty extreme. Yeah. Well, basically, that's that's the bottom line. I'd like because, to think nobody wishes all human beings would die. Oh, sure they do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have a list of some, but uh, no, no. That's what it comes down to. Because all there, and I see this because when you're trying to do a major project, if you want it, if you want to kill it, or you want to make an argument to kill it, there's always a hundred things to do, a hundred reasons you can give, right? Because these are all very complicated projects, and you could make a case, and you know much of the public has no idea if you're right or not. So you just have to say it. You just have to word it in a certain way and be very dramatic and be emotional and make it sound like building. It's going to destroy the world. And you could gin people up in opposition. I mean, it's really easy to build a propaganda case against uh, a necessary project. That's why I don't really care about their reasons. Because there are desalination plants all around the world, and they work fine, and they bring in a lot of water. We need it. So their argument doesn't matter, unless, of course, they want us all to die or at least move out of state and not drink water anymore. Well, there are several reasons that are being argued against it. Number one, they say Orange County doesn't need it. Orange County has adequate supplies of water. They don't need it, so they'd have to sell it. Sell the water, well, which good. would be very expensive. Do they have customers? Supposedly they do. Well, they will, San Diego right? County has already got a desalination plant. They've had it online for a while. It's providing about 10% of their water needs. Newsom put it this way, and it's, it's Newsom classic. We need more tools in the toolbox. It's a good one, isn't it? Well, it, you Meaning know, any way we can increase the water supply, even if it's, you know, it, it, this water could go beyond just Orange County. As I said, they can sell it. Of course But it's very it. expensive. But then you have to, yeah, but the thing is, when you're headed, if they're, see, this is where you catch them to see if they're telling the truth. If you say the whole state is drying up and this could go on for a long time, then it doesn't matter what it costs because the alternative is we all die. We got nothing coming out so, of the tap. So if we're going to survive, or at least we're going to continue living here, then we're going to need it. And, and by the way, please don't tell me about the costs. I mean, they just blew what you know, eleven billion dollars on on that fake uh, high speed rail train. So yeah. you know, they they use that line very conveniently. Oh, prisons are too expensive. Yeah, right. Okay, so let all the psych psychotic felons run free. Uh, oh, water's too expensive. Oh, really? Well, then, then what are you supposed to do? Not drink water? Again? Well, we the other to... argument is it's going to kill marine life. Because when you desalinate, what is left over is discharged, and it's apparently a salty, briny, soupy, foul. They say that it's going to kill organisms that form the base of the ocean's food web. That's their argument. It, it's going to one, damage marine life. Do you know how big the Pacific Ocean is? I mean, I'll go online and come up with the size of the Pacific Ocean in, in square miles and the number of gallons of water. Well, it will destroy the, the marine life around the plant. Yeah, over, over, but, well, if what they say is true. And remember, the key to advocacy is lying and exaggerating. You yes. have to get people emotional. You do not. I was just reading a piece about this the other day. 
nobody wins an argument in politics with facts and logic. It's about manipulating emotion. That's how you win. So, of course, they're going to say, oh, my God, all the sea life is going to die. Of course they're going to say that. How else do they get their donations? How else do they, do they scare people into agreeing with them? Because, again, most of us, we don't know. But I'm thinking it's like, okay, let's say that's true. It's going to be over a small area. And what's the alternative? We die? See, sometimes you have to make a choice. Is it, is it, is it us or them? So it's supposed to produce 50 million gallons of water a day. That's what it'll do if they build the Huntington Beach plant. The company behind it got a great name, Poseidon Water. You like that one? Yeah. It's a billion, $1.4 billion it's going to cost to build it, which other claims it's too expensive for 50 million gallons of water a day. Okay. You know how many uh, gallons of water are in the ocean, Pacific Ocean? Trillions? I don't know. 352 quintillion gallons. A quintillion. All right. That would be... 352, 36, 9, 12, 15, 18 zeros behind it. We want to use 50 billion at a 352 quintillion. Oh, and it rains all the time over the ocean, so that water's all going to get replaced. Yes, so, uh, way out there somewhere it's raining. So yes. It's right. So the ocean's always, in fact, what are they claiming? They're claiming that the sea levels are going to keep rising, right? Because the glaciers are melting, the icebergs are melting, and the ocean's going to keep rising. So it looks like it's unlimited water. Why don't we take it and recycle it, do the desalination? And then we, we, we need less water from the Colorado River, less water from the Sierra Nevada Mountains. They claim the drought's going to go on and on and on and on, right? I don't, I don't understand this. That's Be why Newsom calls it a tool in the toolbox. Right. This is why. You need what, some other source, some other way to get water. It's what Schellenberger said. It's environmentalists who do not want humans around. They, they're they're <laughs> anti-human environmentalists. They don't want us drinking water. Every project they object to because they'd like us gone. And I think some of them would like us dead. And another good reason to support it, the L.A. Times, Steve Lopez is against it. Oh, okay. he, you know something? Steve Lopez should be working, running a convenience store. I, he, he doesn't know anything. His opinions are stupid, honestly. He really is not a bright guy. I don't care what he says. Any more than I care what, like a homeless guy in Skid Row, hey, hey, what do you think about the desalination plant? Oh, you for or against it? You wouldn't talk to a guy in the street. What are you going to talk to Steve Lopez for? All right, that news conference we're expecting sometime around 5 or after 5 out of Orange County about the big fire yesterday in Laguna Niguel, or at least 20 homes burned. We'll get a full update on what's going on there from fire officials and other county officials coming up after 5 o'clock. Uh, as you probably are aware, anyone that pays any attention, it's been a tough time for the stock market this week, but the one that's really killing people and we're not involved in it, is cryptocurrency. Let's spend a few minutes on this because it's fascinating. The cryptocurrency market now has a market capitalization of $1.2 trillion. You know what it was in November? $2.9 trillion. Yeah. There were stories of people ready to commit suicide. They put their whole lives into this and they're watching it fade away. No, it's real. I went on Reddit, you know, the message board. I was reading all these suicide posts. They're going to jump out of buildings like they did uh, in they're, 1929? They're going to kill themselves. They got friends who's trying to kill themselves because they borrowed lots of money 
from a bank or some brokerage, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they put every penny into a cryptocurrency, and the whole thing has gone bust. And uh, they're 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 ready. They're yeah, they're going to kill themselves. What they have to hope for is what they call buy the dip. That some people look at this as an opportunity to get into cryptocurrency. That there, may or may not happen. There is no reason to buy into cryptocurrency. There is no value in it. If you buy Apple, you know Apple's going to sell phones. They might have a bad year this year, right? But buying the dip means you think they're going to be selling more phones next year or making more profit. That makes sense. But th there's, there's nothing in cryptocurrency. It's a Ponzi scam. It's a digital currency, right? But it's a currency. It's not, it's not a thing. But people, some people believe that it is the future and it will replace all currencies. <sighs> right. Therefore, it could you, be worth a lot. No, but it, it's is that not reasonable. No, it's not reasonable because how, how do you even use it every day? You can't. Well, people buy stuff with Bitcoin, don't they? Uh, yeah, they can, but it's not easy, and it's not something you can, you know, easily go to the grocery store or go, you know, to the furniture store. You, you it, it's not. But we ha we have dollars; those work great. Do you think somebody said that uh, years ago about credit cards? You can't credit cards can't replace cash. How do you? I'm no. sure somebody did, except it's not a it's not a different currency. It's it's well, it's backed by the same. It's backed by the same. It's backed by the U.S. government. This cryptocurrency. I read the other day. There's billions of dollars being stolen from people's cryptocurrency accounts. It it's it's oh by hackers. Hackers, yeah, because yeah. some people keep their cryptocurrencies with these uh, like middlemen, right? Who'll store it for you but all these accounts are getting hacked and the money gets sucked out and you never see it again at least here the federal government insures your accounts up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars per account right it's the fdic well there's there's no such agency there's no there's nobody to appeal to this Jeez. is a racket where you buy in and then you sell it after it goes up always hoping there's somebody who's going to pay a higher price there's no intrinsic value to the thing like, if I have a car, okay, I can drive the car. I can use it, right? If I have a field of uh, grain, all right, I can grow wheat and turn that into bread. You, you have cryptocurrency. You don't have anything. Yeah, but there are lots of things that are services that are not, you see what I'm saying? People sell I, their service. They sell, not everything is you, the, the concrete that you oh, can hold with your hands, but, but, and there's still an economy for it. Yeah, but this is not a service even. This is a this is fake money created on a computer. But what if it becomes the currency of the future? Well, you could say that about anything. But I this, know. This, but, but at least, our, look, you want to convert your money into eggs, and you start paying people in eggs. Okay, I see that, right? You can convert it into flowers. You pay people in flowers, right? There's an no, exchange. No, it's just a right question there. of whether but, I don't understand what you're saying, but I'm saying this could become the acceptable form of payment, maybe 50 years from now. Replacing right. all cash but, and all other but today currencies today it's a Ponzi scheme because it may very well be because it could collapse. Yeah, well, it is collapsing. I mean, one one. But most people believe eventually there will be an all digital world in well, which digital currencies are the those work. are those hypesters yeah. who profit from pumping up the value of these currencies, and so they they they're they're like uh, 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 evangelical ministers, right? They, the snake oil salesman and from the old days. You just you just get everybody all excited. This is new. This is going to be the, the, the... Well, we heard this from the dot-com crowd 20 years ago. And 90% of those businesses went belly up. 
How about, how about the, the mortgage crowd from, uh, you know, the mid-2000s? No, this, this is going to go bad. I think it'll still be around, though. I just the think technology, gonna, there'll be a shakeout of people who just got in there to try to make a quick buck. The technology will be around. The technology can be useful. The idea of this cryptocurrency being something you can invest in the way you would invest in a, uh, uh, a stock, a company. Or, or a, a yeah. commodity like grain or oil? No. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. Well, if it continues like this, we may see a jump in the suicide rate yeah. based on these stories we're reading. Yeah. If you, these if, people are just dramatic. If you go to these message boards, they have now, they put like... Uh, uh, I'm going to lose my home. I'm going to be homeless, says they, one person. They have suicide hotline numbers. I was reading these uh, earlier this afternoon. I got a page on my iPad. I was going That's through That's how you it. get your jollies, huh? Reading about people's suicide... Uh, well, because Panic. I, you know, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any empathy for them at all. Because so you borrowed four hundred fifty thousand dollars and you spent it on, and it's not even Bitcoin. It's like with some other oddball. That's another thing. There's actually hundreds of these fake currencies. Yes. <laughs> well, you think all these guys are honest who created their fake currencies? You don't think that they set up a, a racket that they pumped up with all kinds of hype on the internet? And there's so many gullible stupido stooges. Stupido stooges. Yeah. All right. We're expecting a news conference out of Orange County about the big fire yesterday. Laguna Niguel. Stand by for that. John and Ken, Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow. Grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.